because you can't do it. That's why you need God to help you. If you have your Bibles, we're going to Acts chapter 14 and verse number 8. Acts chapter 14 will be on the screen tonight. Acts chapter 14 and verse number 8. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple, from his mother's womb, who had never walked. Somebody say, never walked. He never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, why is it that preachers always say with a loud voice? Just That's just the way that it is, sorry. But he said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. I may not get to this part again, but notice what he did after Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. It said he leaped and Walk. Never walked before in his life. Now, I don't know about you, but I had to crawl before I walked. Now, some of y'all come out of the womb just dance, and I understand that. But the most of us had to come out kind of just bite-sized, little bit, pulling up. But he, soon as he saw he had faith be healed, he said, stand upright. He stood up, and he leaped, and he walked. Father, I thank you tonight for that which... You have preceded this service. You have already positioned this church and every individual who has come to visit with us. You have opened up the windows of heaven. You have allowed us now to look into you and to know that you are the great deliverer of all things. So thank you for what you shall perform and transform. Thank you that it will not be difficult for people tonight to be healed or filled with your spirit. It's not going to be a difficult thing for things that have been a long while in their life to be very quickly removed. We give you praise and glory and honor in the name of Jesus Christ. And can somebody say amen? God bless you and you may be seated. The week is over. Somebody say amen. <laughs> For most of you, the week is over. Thank God, TGIF. Thank God, it's Friday. All the kids ought to say amen. All the workers ought to say amen. Oh, thank God, it's Friday. And now we've got the next few hours to embrace the things of God. I want to talk to you about on this particular subject, faith that precedes the miracle. Faith that precedes the miracle. May the next three weeks we be caught up with, captured by, brought into moments with faith that leaves us faith-filled. Somebody say faith-filled. We need to get everything out of us except faith. We need to be faith-filled and promise-believing and overwhelmed at the awesomeness of the Almighty. The next three weeks, there ought to be something that perpetuates and motivates us in this church. And everyone who comes here will recognize that God is able to do anything. Can I get an amen? 
Now let's talk about faith. That's something that all of us have, but we all don't use. Now, there are some people that talk about great faith or mighty faith. I really don't know if anybody has great faith or not. Now, there were those in Scripture who Jesus has said had great faith, but whether it's great faith or little faith, as long as we don't have no faith, okay, there is faith that it takes to move God. Now, when you lose your faith, you're going to lose the fight. Oh, I got three amen. Going to be a tough crowd on Friday night. I understand, but we'll, we'll, we'll get along here. When you lose the faith, you lose the fight. Something has to be garnered in your life. Something has to be embraced because something dies in you when your faith dies. Why is it that we sometimes go in this, this, this room and find ourselves lacking faith? I, I don't know why that we let ourselves get so depressed and oppressed and suppressed with things in life. You may say, but preacher, you don't understand where my life is. You don't understand the kind of medicine that I'm taking. You don't understand how our financial conditions are at this moment. And you're standing up there telling me that if I can just believe that God can do it, I don't know anything else to tell you except if you believe that God can do it. I don't know anything else to tell you that if you've got faith to believe it, he's got the power to do it. But you've got to have faith for those things to happen. We've got to quit griping and start glorifying God. Uh, you ought to Facebook that after a while, baby. You gotta quit griping and glorifying God. I, I don't even want to ask how many people today has griped about something. Smile, it's okay. You're not on candid camera. You how many people's griped about something today because something didn't go right or somebody's in front of you? It, it was one of those days, it was one of those days. Brother Monty, that it just started off just rushed. Anybody ever have a day that you just start off rushed? Uh, I'm not going to preach long. I'm just getting hot, okay? That people think when a preacher takes his coat off, he's going to preach a long time. But, but, you know, it's one of those days when you're just rushed and you just try to make everything work and, and it just doesn't work. And so you're late to the airport and, and you sit by people you don't really want to sit by on the airplane. And, and then when you get to the airport and you text the pastor and you say, I am outside, where are you? He said, I'm outside, where are you? I said, I'm at the airport. He said, well, I'm at the airport. He said, what airport are you at? I said, I'm in New Orleans and he said I'm in Baton Rouge and I said that don't work bud because how far is it to Baton Rouge he said an hour and a half I go oh we got a problem we got a problem here and he said well it's an hour and a half so anyway one of those things just turned to so I get a view can we get there you know it's just one of those times when when you just got a transition anybody ever been in a transition time I'm going to help you. Just let me just let me help you a little bit. I, I, I'll get you going. It, those times when you know it's going to work, you just don't know how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. You know it's going to be all right. You just don't know how it's going to be all right. Can I get an amen? You, you know God's in control, but you don't know when it's going to be controlled. And so you go through this maze of faith, and there's moments when you feel the energy and that synergy. There's moments when you know that God's going to do it, and there's sometimes it's even 
even hard to get to the house of God. But you got to know that it's the time of your faith that we have to let it be exploited right now. It's faith that must move right now. It's faith that must forget about what was and start expecting what is going to be. Somebody say, I need to believe. I need to believe. I, I need to believe. That's what you got to do. You got to start believing. It's easy to doubt and it's easy to pout and it's easy to be misinformed and it's easy to be misguided and it's easy to let things that you see paralyze you from the things that you should see. It's easy to not walk by faith. It's easy to walk by feeling. It's easy to look at the things that are and forget about the things that shall be. It's easy to say how is this going to be in lieu of the fact that this is going to be. You got to get your mind and your mouth together. You got to start believing and then you got to start speaking. You got to start knowing and then you got to start acting on what you know. But sometimes when you're in the middle of something, you can't see anything else. When you're all the way down, it's hard to believe you can ever be up. When things aren't right, you don't think they're ever going to be right. When you've been so long in something, you think you're never going to get out of that. And the enemy would love to eclipse God. He would love to put you in an overshadowing position where you can't see God as he really is. He wants what you're going through to be bigger than God is. He wants you to calculate and consider and then conform yourself to the thing that's got its tentacles wrapped around you. The enemy wants you to believe that what you're in is the way it's always going to be. He wants wants you to adapt to the darkness, adapt to the plight, adapt to the sickness, adapt to the poverty. And so what happens, our faith becomes silent and stagnant. Our faith becomes still. Our faith has no movement. Our faith has no energy. Our faith has no promoting. Faith just stands there and waits on God to work. But faith has to be active if faith is going to be awesome. Faith has got to have some movement if it's going to have the miraculous, can I get a somebody to clap your hands and say, I'm starting to believe that. I'm starting to believe that, Rabbi. This just might be the night when God does something. You see, you can't be pitiful and powerful at the same time. Brother Jonathan, I was in a church in, in Mississippi just a few months ago, and there was a lady in that church that woke up several mornings, and her sugar level was over 400. You told me your mom's has been over 500 and one night. You see, you don't know when that one night is going to happen. <laughs> That's why you just keep showing up. Uh, yeah this is yes and that is no if you're not going to say amen just look amen okay just look I, I see an amen on your face and, and, and you know every once in a while you're just not sure but you just keep showing up there's something too about showing up there's something too about just keep believing there's something too that just you got to keep moving even though you don't feel like it you just keep moving even though your mouth wants to be silent your face says shout it out even though you want to stand still your face says you better start walking even though the devil says it can't happen something tells you it's about to happen because faith always precedes a miracle faith always precedes 
a miracle. If you want something from God, you got to do something for God. Uh, oh, that's good, baby. That was good right there. You may not have thought that. But if you want something from God, you got to do something for God. Because so, faith, is, faith is lonely. Because the Bible says faith without works is dead being mm -hmm, alone. Faith is lonely. Faith needs some movement. So you just can't kind of sit there and say, okay, God, when you're ready, I'll take my healing. God says, wait just a minute. What do you mean if I'm ready? You're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. I've done said by my stripes you're healed. I've already given you my word and my word was, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. But faith has got to precede the miracle. i got to see something out of you before you're going to get something from me. Oh, I think you're about to get it now. God says, I got to see you do something before I'm going to do something. So it's kind of easy just to sit back on our laurels and say, okay, God, I, when you get ready, move me. Honey, if you get the Spirit of God tonight in your life, if you speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the help, it's only going to be because you have faith to believe that He can do that. And people who try to surmise and, and, and summarize and think all these things through, you don't get anything from God by intellect. You don't get anything, God, with trying to figure God out. You will never figure how God's going to take your time tongue and spirit fill you and when the spirit comes in you the tongues is going to come out of you you're never going to learn it precisely you're never going to know when the transformation comes I've never yet seen anybody pastor that says oh, 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 oh I feel it it's coming now honey it just comes the wind bloweth the writer said the wind just blows where it wants to. You can't tell which direction it comes. I watched people just get the Holy Ghost and they didn't even know it was coming. It just came on them. I watched people get it healed. They didn't even know it was there until it was there. It was just on and the arm just straightened out and the eye just kind of got clear and the, the growth just kind of left and, and the money just came in the checkbook. Oh, I know you don't believe that but I'll help you in the next few weeks. You, you because you're trying to logically figure God out. You can't figure God out. He said, my ways above yours, but I already know your thoughts while they are afar off. I know your thoughts. Honey, God knows your thought before it ever becomes your thought. Yeah, he already knows what you're going to think before you think it. I know your thoughts are far off before they even become tangible words out of your mouth. I know what you're thinking. That's why you got to be careful what you think. Uh, I'm glad that in church we don't have those little little clouds above people's heads that you see in the comics, you know. In the comics you see the little cloud above people's heads and it's, I don't want to know what you're thinking, baby. I don't want to know how good you think I'm preaching right now. I, I just want you to just say amen every once in a while. It'll be okay, baby. You just, you just got to believe that God, somebody say God's in charge. <laughs> God's in charge. Everything going on in your life, you see, God's in charge. God's already got it taken care of. He's already on the scene. He just got to get you from where you are to where he is. He's already got it for you. You just got to catch up with the miracle he's already got for you. Amen. You, you got to just start believing. Somebody say start believing. You just got to start believing. You can't let the devil mess with you like he's messing with you. Has the devil ever messed with you? Man, he just mad. He didn't say preachers. He messed with you. Absolutely messed with me. Shirt, tie, cuff, link, shoe. He just messes. He messes with all of us. Tries to just. Not only does he mess with us, he messes us up.
Hello. Look at somebody say, he's going to try to help you tonight. He's going to try to help you tonight. Yeah, because he messes with us so he can mess us up. Because he, he can mess us up. Honey, he'll get your mind. Some of y'all sitting here thinking, I don't know if I'm going to believe that. I only know if God's going to do that. If I can just get you to where you can start believing God. Because faith precedes the miracle. And so back to the story. And so she came to service one night. And you know, you don't know when God's going to work. But you just got to keep believing that he's going to work. Quit putting God in a time schedule. God doesn't wear a watch. He doesn't know that it's Friday night. He doesn't know really care if you've been sick 10 years, 30 years, 30 minutes. All he knows is that I am the God that healeth thee. I am the one that was, that is, that shall come. I'm the one that takes it apart and puts it together. I'm the one that sits high and looks low. I, I know what's going on in your life. God knows what's going on in your life. We've often said, God, I wish somebody just knew what was going on. God knows what's going on in your life tonight. He saw it before it ever happened, and he saw it when it got to you. If you think that God is some stallion or Stalin or God is some kind of a Gestapo or some kind of Hitler that loves to inflict pain upon you, God is not a sadist. He doesn't get any joy out of you crying all night long. God doesn't get any joy out of you being crippled in your faith. God gets no joy. When you're begging people to give you money so you can just buy your groceries or you got to move in with somebody till you get enough money to get the payment down for the apartment. God gets no joy out of you when you don't have anything coming in your life. But I'll tell you what God does get. God gets joy when he sees you say, God, this is just temporary in my life. This is just a process that I'm going through. This is just a circle or cycle of my life that I'm going in through this moment. This is not meant to destroy me. This is not meant to devour me. This is something that God's trying to work through you so you can trust in him. But faith precedes the miracle. And so God's looking, God's looking for faith in your life. And so one service she just come up and, and she told me, she said, I need this. I need a sugar diabetes taken out of my life. I, I don't want it. And it's higher than it's ever been. And, and he's an assistant at, at the church there, Brother Ballard's in, in McComb, Mississippi. And, and you, can, you can validate because they, they, they go to a church there. And she said, I just need God to take care of this. Why is it so hard to say, I just need God to take care of this? Why is it such an overwhelming, why is it so hard for us just to believe God in the midst of all that's going on? See, we, we think sometimes some things are bigger than God when they're not bigger than God. They're bigger to you because they're in, they're, they're in line where, where God is and they are eclipsing God. So all you can see right now is what's going on in your life. You can't see the God that's behind it because you've got God behind the problem. You have to reposition God and bring God in front of that thing and say, God, I see you and behind you is my problem. But if you don't start seeing God, all you're going to see is everything that's going wrong in your life. You have to reposition what you're seeing and when you start repositioning what you're seeing you're not going to see the poverty and the devastation and you're not going to see who walked out on you and you're not going to see the kid behind the bars and you're not going to see the bills piling up and you're not going to see the syringes to put insulin in your body and you're not going to see the high blood pressure medicine that's on your counter to take tonight and, and you're not going to see the confusion the conflict in your life you're going to see God and that's what the enemy's trying to do it's a step between you and God so all you can see is what's going wrong instead of seeing God who is in control of everything he's in control of everything that goes on 
These, these evidently are your children, correct? And let me ask you, I don't know who you are. You're probably visiting here tonight. I don't, I don't know. But if I would guess, I would say that you would not give any of your kids cancer. You would never give your kids diabetes. What makes us think that God is giving us anything that's wrong or anything that's overwhelming? What makes us think that he would not do anything but good by us? That God allows things. Absolutely he allows things. There's some things in your life that you would never know about God. Some things you would never know about God except what you went through with God. There's some things in your life that have challenged you, that has made you trust God like nothing else. I thank God. I thank God, Brother Monty, for everything that has challenged my life. I thank God for every sickness. I thank God for every turmoilic thing. I thank God for every unanswered prayer. I thank God for things right now that I don't know how it's going to work out. Why? I'll tell you why. Because it causes you to lean upon the Lord. It causes you to, to lean upon the Lord and not your own understanding it causes you to trust God not trust the arm of flesh it causes you to say God if you don't help me I can't get out of this God if you don't bring it to pass it will never be right that's why God stands among us tonight and says I know where you are and I can bring you out of this I know what you're going through and I've got the antidote for it I know what they said but will you believe what I say? And so where we are right now, we're trying to figure this out. And so the long, the short story of the long story is that I was preaching a few weeks after that in Pine Grove, Mississippi. And heard our husband comes to church and he stands up. He said, I want to testify what God did for my wife. Would anybody like to have a testimony? Lift your hand. But how are you going to get a testimony if you don't have a test? You can't have a testimony unless you have a test. Honey, every once in a while, somebody's got to be sick. Every once in a while, somebody's got to be messed up. Every once in a while, somebody's got to have things wrong in their life. Honey, we want to live for God with nothing going wrong. We want to live for God with everything just right so we can wake up every morning. And it's, but every once in a while, God said, just a minute. I need a testimony from somebody. I need somebody to stand up and say, had it not been for the Lord that was on my side. If God hadn't moved the car out of the way. If, if God hadn't positioned me at that time. If God hadn't stepped in, I would have lost my mind. But every once in a while, God just steps in and said, I told you I could do it. I told you I'm who I said that I am. I told you I was with you. I told you I wouldn't forsake you. I told you the devil couldn't take you. I told you he couldn't pluck you out of my hand. I told you I'd walk with you all the way. I told you. Somebody say, I told you. Come on, somebody say, I told you. Told you, I told you, I told you. I told you that I knew what was going on. 
I saw the end from the beginning. I told you, but you wouldn't believe me when I told you that I would right the wrongs. You wouldn't believe me when I told you that it's just a season in your life. You wouldn't believe me when I told you that I would make a way of escape for you. You didn't believe me when I told you uh, that greater was he that's in you than he that's in the world. You didn't believe me when I told you that for a while I have to leave you so I can come back to you. You wouldn't believe that. Because we don't believe that we suffer endless hours of misery because we don't believe that we walk around in the muck and the mire of meandering messes and we don't trust God and so we come to church and we have a tendency to just kind of fold our hands and bow our heads and watch everybody else get blessed and watch everybody else get healed and watch everybody else get the promotion and watch everybody else's family come together and watch everybody else's life be happy and joyful and we sit there in life and say why does that not happen to me? Just as good as they are. I love God just as much. I'm trying to live just as close. Have you ever understood it may not be your season yet? Thank you for three yes, a yeses and one amen. Just may not be your season yet. I do believe, Pastor, that everything that goes on in our life, there's seasons, 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 seasons. God knew before it ever happened it was going to happen. You think, you think your situation caught God unaware? You think all of a sudden it's probably, oh God, I forgot that one. I didn't see that one coming. God knows what's going on in our life. I don't have to read the horoscope. I don't need to go to a palm reader for them to tell me what's going on. God's already in front of me taking care of things. I go, I, I, I got to get her healed. Let me get her healed so I can move on. Just. So she just walked up front. Prayed for her. So her husband testified. She said, he said, my wife went up from to be prayed for. Her sugar was higher than it's ever been, ever been, ever been. Now, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let's be honest. I know it's Friday. It's not Sunday, but let's be honest on Friday. Is that okay? Can we be honest on Friday? Thank you. We're glad you're here. I mean that. You've got to be honest. Anybody feel like that what you're in right now may be the worst thing you've ever been in? Lift your hand. Get them up. That's what we're having church for. Thank you. It'd be the worst thing that I've ever been in my life. Anybody else in this building ever felt there were times in your life was the worst thing and God brought you out? Thank God you're still here. I know I had a preacher call me before church tonight. He said, hey, but I feel like I got to pray over you. I said, thank you. Thank you for praying. God, he prayed some things forever. When he did, I just upstairs, I was initiating that upstairs, just dancing, praising God, speaking in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. You promised it to these people tonight. You promised that you'd be their healer and deliverer. I know you are, but you promised it again that there would be some things that would happen to people's lives tonight, that they were totally out of control, but that you would grasp them in your hands if they would believe you, that you would solve those situations and you would bring it to pass. But he said, they must believe me in spite of what they're facing right now. As tragic and turmoilic as it may be, they must trust me now. And if they will trust me now, I will, I will, I will heal and deliver and set them free of their life but they must trust me now why is it so hard to trust so many of the things and not trust God 
Why is it so easy, my friend, to go to a doctor and him say, take this medicine twice a day, once a day, for so many days and you'll be better. And you know that we will be religious to do that because we believe. We don't know what's in that pill. We don't. All we know is he said do it and we do it. And for some reason we get better. I don't know if it's a pill or my faith in the pill. I don't know which one it was. Maybe a combination of both. But it, it happened. But yet a man of God flies in here to tell you that God's in control. God has it in his hands. God's not far from every one of us. God knows what you need before you even ask. He said, I will make it better than it ever was. I'll bring you out when you couldn't get out. I'll make a way when there was. I know what to do in your life. All I need out of you. I don't need your money. I don't need your time. I don't need your energy. All I need is your faith right now. All I need for you to do is say, Lord, I believe. I'm stuck in this, but I believe. I'm messed up in my mind, but I believe. They hurt me. And now I'm trying to heal. But Jesus, I believe. I'm by myself, but I believe. I need the Holy Ghost. And I don't know how to speak in those tongues, but I believe. I don't know how I'm going to get my job back, but I believe. I don't know if my family will ever be back together, but I believe. I don't know if I'll ever feel God again, but I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Those two words are some of the hardest words to get out of our mouth. Some of the hardest words to get out of our mouth is, I believe. I believe. I believe you're my healer. I believe you're my miracle worker. I, I believe that you can help. I believe that you can solve this. I believe you can solve that situation. I believe, God, that, yes, Lord, as bad as it is, as perfect as we're trying to make ourselves, as strong as we're trying to show people we are, we're not that what we think we are. We're not as strong as we're trying to think we are. We need you, Jesus. We need you to come to our rescue. We need you to stand on the bow of our boat and say, Peace, be still. We need you to come to the home where the fevers are and say, be removed, oh God. I'm asking you to step into this lady's life. I'm asking she, that she will let you, she will let you breathe fresh life back into her. That she will realize it's not what she does, but it's what you do that brings us to where we need to be. It's by your grace and mercy. It's by your strength. We come out of this, oh God, by your grace, we come out of this. By your grace, we come out of this. And sometimes it is so hard to get our faith going again. Well, I can remember times, Pastor, when my faith, my faith was so energetic and bold. All of a sudden, shifting winds and storms come. I'm praying for everybody else. God's doing things and God's saving, touching families. And I can't even pray the prayer of faith for my own family. I can't even speak words of deliverance and help for my own family. 
Let me tell you, you think the devil can't mess with you? He can. This is yes. Mess with you. Bring you under his control. Grasp. Where is God if he's God? If he's a God of such mercy and grace and kindness, then why is this happening to you? If God is loving and compassionate and forgiving, then why are you facing this when you're doing your best? Why is it not working?